And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 200 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm still Brian. <laughs> How is everybody? Mm. We made it to 200. It, it's 200, so we're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, at one point this week, thought I should go count and try to calculate how many comics we have read for this podcast. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh. Did you do it? No. No. Okay, I I was like, I don't think I actually want to know. Well, not to mention that would be a fairly significant time investment. I mean, <laughs> if you figure that we average 30 to 40 books per episode. Yeah. Call it 35 books. Sure. Uh, across 200 episodes. Oh, oh. <laughs> 7,000. So, yeah. Which somehow feels low, actually. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely days when that would feel like a low number, yes. I mean, I'm thinking when about I'm that like, year. I have how many more to read? <laughs> thinking about that year when I read over 3,000. <laughs> oh, well, that was, a, yeah, that didn't count. That was, yeah. yeah. I mean, only 1,500 or so of those were weekly books. Right. <laughs> um, so maybe that 7,000 is right. And Well, and there was a lot of overlap of those books with what we True. read. True. Right? Yeah. Anyway, we have done it. We have made it to 200. Yeah. Meg asked last week if we had anything special planned, and the answer was no. So let's talk about <laughs> comics. Yeah, as a celebration of our 200th episode, we're going to talk about comics. Every episode is special, goddammit. <laughs> Except for that one. You know the one I'm talking about. <laughs> like, I do know the one you're talking I about. Fuck that episode. See, I started I this and the joke was everyone can fill in the blank for themselves. But then all of us on our heads went dum, 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 da, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> Amethyst number one. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy this book is back. So, Brian, I want to start with you here. Uh huh. Because you have a great deal of affection for Amethyst. I do. Is this everything you hoped it would be? You know what? It is. I, I think so, because I was hoping it would not just, it would not actually be trying to be the original one again, right? Because we've talked before about nostalgia and how that doesn't work, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was super happy that it incorporated a lot of that feel um, and you know was happy to reference it but it was not that it was it was this new own thing its own thing i really really liked it cool jim um, what did you think yeah i'm happy that there was no like homework that i had to do to understand what the fuck was going on yeah yep. that was my big worry was <laughs> that i'd have to because my experience with amethyst is i think i read one issue of her new 52 series and well she's been in wonder in in young justice wow. <laughs> okay I think there was a cartoon at some point. Oh, that's cool. Really? I, feel like, I feel like I remember that. Maybe. Yeah. Something, something, Steven Universe crossover. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but 
I think the only thing, and it's not even that you would get more out of it. It was just, you know, kind of like a, yeah, you know, the history. Like when, she, for instance, um, when she goes to to visit her friend, right, mm-hmm. and she, uh, turquoise, and she's, you know, asking her for help, and you know, her responses. You totally get that. Obviously, they're supposed to be friends, and this response is unusual, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you've read the the original set, you know, like what that friendship is, and so you know, it it just informs itself more fully, is all. Cool. Yeah. But it's it, it's that kind of thing. You don't have to know anything going yeah. into this. It also doesn't feel like it's spending its time holding your hand and recapping, which is a tricky yeah. needle to thread. It is. Uh, I think they're doing a very very good job of that. They're 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 giving you the 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 height the bullet points of what you do have to know. Like oh, they were good friends, and this is unusual, right? And then they just move on. I do like her. I do like her new friend. However, yeah, she's really, really good. She's snarky. I like her. I like snark, indeed. And I like the big old caterpillar. <laughs> yes. What was he gonna do? Eat you with his tiny, adorable mouth? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have teeth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, okay. so I guess we should say what's happening in this. Well, before we issue. do, there is always a part of me while reading DC comics that uh, is made very nervous when I see caterpillars, and I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> so, what's happening in this book, Jen? <laughs> uh, it's Amy's 16th birthday, and she has to go to her big 16th birthday gala on Gem World. Uh, but she gets there, and shit is fucked up. Yeah, like a lot. It's, it's wrecked. So she goes to Topaz to get help, and shit's weird. So something fucked up has happened, and funky things are going down still. Yeah. Basically. And I guess, spoiler alert, we learned something from Opal at the very end. Brian, do we, you want to get into that? Uh, yes. Yeah, so the whole reason that, Amy, that, she ha- that she's Amy Winston on Earth and has Earth parents is that her parents were killed in Gym World. Uh, and to protect her, they sent her to Earth, essentially. Yeah. Um, uh, but we find out at the end of this that maybe her parents are not as dead as we thought. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah. This kind of, the, the, and I know it's a super common superhero backstory. I think there was even, maybe it was Batman Superman this week, talks about they're both being orphans. But for whatever reason, I want a Wonder Comics book that is just an Amethyst-Naomi team-up now. That would be really good, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they're both orphans from other dimensions. Sort of a dimension's finest. There we go. That's what it. There you go. I guess. uh, I guess Jason. Jason Todd could join them too, huh? Is Jason Todd from another dimension? Well, he's from another Earth, right? Is that where? Is that how he came back? Was that it was Superboy Prime punched reality and he got better? (laughs) Yeah, but I thought he was like from outside. Well, okay, maybe it's like outside of reality or something. But let's just all agree that Power Girl could be their mentor. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sold. (laughs) <laughs> Power Girl who, along with other Power Girl, is still stuck in a void between dimensions. As far as we know, yes. Yeah. Alright, Basket Full of Heads, the diametrical opposite of Amethyst. This one was real fucking good. Oh man. I I am really, really digging this series, man. Yeah. Of all so that... of all the Hill House stuff, this is the one I am most eager for the trade to come out for. I, I and I it, it is the one I would most recommend that I have read yeah. so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, but just off of number one, though, Plunge from last week was super 
super duper. It was. Uh, but yeah, no, this one, oh my God, like everybody in this town is horrible. They're all horrible. Yeah. Every, terrible, every terrible fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> every Turns out this place is not as idyllic as you think. No. I am shocked to find this out. You're saying a small town might be shitty? (laughs) Look, I came from a small town, okay? And they're perfect. Don't even. I came from a small town that is currently... (laughs) Jen, you can't keep a straight face and say that. (laughs) No. No, I literally can't. My hometown... came from, like, the meth capital of the world. (laughs) Hey, we held that title for a while, too. Uh... It's only because they didn't officially count white. (laughs) Yeah, probably. My hometown is currently in national news for a cult that has grown up (gasps) around a Bible that allegedly drips oil and a bunch of folks who basically worship Donald Trump. Are you kidding me? No. My mother sent me links to articles about this. Send me these links. I'll have to find them again, but yes, it's... I need to know. Wild. I mean, I have kind of always just wanted to see an asteroid hit my hometown, but it would be doing the world such a favor at this point. <laughs> well, I'm but all the you, dogs. I'm telling you, they better be careful, though. Because if that Bible drips oil, the U.S. may, like, annex it and declare war to capture it. <laughs> now, this may come as a surprise to you, but my hometown is already in the U.S. <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> but the Bible's not. That's right. <laughs> I mean, look, there are people in that town who would make that argument. That Bible belongs to God. To God and Jed Clampett. <laughs> Bubbling crude. Black gold. Texas Texas tea. Uh, I pity the fool, y'all. I I do like how her her back to uh, back to basketball heads. Her method of distracting him is, oh no no no, Uh, there's something you you, the thing that you want is in the back in that basket in the bed of the truck. (laughs) Oh my god! Like that's her. But even before that, like her trying to get him to chill out and stop fucking shocking her. Yeah. Um, and her offering to help him figure out what where he needs to go to get what he needs. Right. She's so fucking. Smart. Also, yes. I don't think it's Liam. I don't think it's Liam who's the the Fed. You don't think it is? No. You think he's gonna end up being bad too? No, I don't think he's gonna end up being bad. I think he's gonna end up being clueless. I think she's the fucking Fed. Oh. I think she's a fresh baby. Yeah. What's a fresh baby wait, Fed? Wait, wait. What's her name? What's her name again? Do you remember? It, G- June Julie? something. June. Yeah, it's June. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Other than, I mean, other than the, you know, they said the initials, so who knows? Yeah, but it, I mean, it's yeah, it's the feds. that's fair. You never know. Yeah, that's true. Dial H for hero. Speaking of initials, is it for hero now though, or well, is it for the H oh. may stand for something else? That's right. This is the final issue of this book. Uh. And it finally delivers unto Jin what she has been waiting for. I am uh, going the to... Shiny, the shiny H now? Is that what you were saying? No. Oh, okay. Um, this top panel. Oh, yeah. Jin, do you know who that is? Hint, she calls him Tiger. <gasps> what? Yep. There is, uh... Where's my red yarn? God damn it! There's, there's definitely not Peter Parker from the 60s. Correct. Oh, uh, on the same page, God. wearing wearing a Superman jacket, by the way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then it shifts to an Elf Quest character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get uh, we get Popeye and um, yep. basically Oswald the Rabbit. Yep, 
Man, here I was thinking that you guys were saying that it was going to be dial H for hollow. And, but... then, and then we get and then we get a no. a female da- uh, Donald Duckish character, a Daisy Duckish character, Daisy if you Duckish will. character. So there you go. <laughs> Although, yeah, she exists, Brian. Yeah. Okay. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. That line between DC and Marvel is getting even blurrier for you, Jim. I need more red thread. <laughs> Yep. This is us announcing our new initiative to create the world's bo- largest ball of red yarn. For me. Just for Jin. I also need an airplane hanger <laughs> because I'm running out of space. <laughs> I, I, I like these two. I like that we now have new, um, you know, kind of canonical regular keepers of the H style who you know have access to it or whatever and that these two are just cool kids yeah like i really like their friendship yes like also miguel picks up a guy at the well gets a guy's number at the end right yeah so like there's there's it's not a will they won't they think it's just like they are good friends they have each other's back they are better and stronger when they're working together and also they have all these magical telephones <laughs> And Lolo Kick You is great. Lolo Kick You is the best. So this, this I think, was super solid. If you have not read it, definitely check out the trades, I would say. Uh, agreed. All right. Brian. Uh-huh. One of my most anticipated books this week. Justice League Dark number 20. Yeah. Uh, so, or um, Champions of the Parliaments, maybe, would be a good title. <laughs> Justice League meets The Last of Us. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, Buddy Baker can't catch a break. Poor Buddy. I mean, who really is? We get Animal Man in this, and he is he is really good until he's not <laughs> so good. Um, this was also a little bit disturbing, given what's happening in the real world right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is one of two books that was that way this week, by the way. Yep. Um. um but the reason I have looked so much forward to this issue is Rob V is taking over writing duties starting now. Uh, oh. Also, you know, all the parliaments of life, uh, life and death and whatever stuff. But uh, I've really dug Rob V's stuff for a while. And I'm glad to see him like on a pretty big, big two book. Yeah, this is this. Like I said, this book is so good in just being not. It, it's just being good to itself it's not trying to like include all this other stuff and tie into this and like it's just good yeah (laughs) yeah so uh there is a fungus among us yep mushrooms are growing out of people's heads and terrifying uh it is a mind controlling fungus that gives people the drive to climb to the highest possible point they can so their heads can explode and release more spores and infect everyone that's a real mushroom it is Uh uh-huh they name it in the issue yes terrifying it is absolutely this is a new new strain of that one that is more virulent and faster but yes Um, but yes it really does exist and the they have figured out that in order to try to combat this they need to hold a parliament of the a parliament of life which is all of the different parliaments coming together for a conference <laughs> yes avatar cod 2020 <laughs> exactly um and it uh, there were there was one of these i did not know um so there's obviously the the parliament of flowers yep. or trees it used to be true right so the green parliament yeah. of the green there's the parliament of the red which we know that's uh Animal Man is the avatar for that. Yep. 
that's basically described as meat. <laughs> Anything that's meat is yes. uh, <laughs> is belongs to the red. There's the Parliament of Rot, which is decay, and that's uh, Abigail Arcane. Yeah, which I always thought that the rot and the gray were the same. Well, that's the one I don't know is the gray. I don't know what the Parliament of the Gray is. Well, there were five names. There was also the Divided, I think, was one of them. Oh, you're right. There was. So I don't know if this is getting into the new rules of magic, uh, because that's sort of the B plot here is because the rules have changed. Right. Or maybe the other side. It's the B side. There we go. (laughs) Because the rules have changed, the parliaments are out of balance. So while one team is in LA with Buddy fighting plant zombies or fungus zombies, the other team is going to go try to find abby arcane and find the avatars and convene the parliament right. and they're dealing with sort of the the uh doctor fate well you guys have fucked up and changed the rules why do you need this chaos side of things yep um so i'm not sure what the divided is and i'm not sure what the difference between the rotten and the gray is either and i, I don't know yeah because they also mentioned there being three avatars so i don't yeah so like who was the avatar of the divided and who is the avatar of the gray yeah yeah um, I, don't I mean the first thing that comes to mind for the divided for me is lichens and it would be buck wild for lichens to have their own avatar because <laughs> they fall into two different taxonomical kingdoms right yes that's okay <laughs> oh, uh, no, oh, sure <laughs> all right um i do like so uh they go see the Floronic Man, who is currently the Avatar of Green, right? Yep. Who, and, as far as, it, and remember, as far as anyone knows, he was chosen by the Parliament and not someone who went and killed the chosen Avatar and ate all their powers for himself. Uh, yeah, there's only, of like, three or four people who know that. Yeah. Right. Um, but, so, uh, Zatanna and Constantine go to talk to him, and he's like, okay, you know what, yeah, I'll help you if you let me go. And Zatanna's like, no, I'm, we're done making deals, forget it, we'll come back and deal with you later. And walks away, and then Constantine goes behind her back. <laughs> yeah, as soon as Constantine drops his cigarette, you know, like, oh, no, Constantine's got a plan here. Yeah. Yeah. I love this book, I'm excited for more. Me too. Yeah, I'm, this, this particular arc has me very interested leviathan dawn or event leviathan epilogue maybe (laughs) kind of i mean we're entering this sort of phase of the leviathan thing where we're kind of just getting some one shots here and there that fill in the story around everything else that's going on which right i'm actually kind of here for that like i am i am too give me 40 pages of here is the movement that's happening okay cool check in again in a couple of months and i'm yeah yeah, it's almost like a uh, like a Leviathan quarterly, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, for something that's like a slow infiltration behind the scenes, yes. is a really canny way to sort of, to structure that. And I like, I like where it's, the movement that we have in this. I like where it's headed. Yeah. Uh, from what I can tell, this is set after what's going on right now in action comics. Yeah. Which is still set before the last issue of Snyder's run on Justice League. So things are a little asynchronous in that regard, but it's not hard to kind of piece together the timeline. Right, right. And we're simultaneously getting Mark Shaw returning to Leviathan, kind of briefing everyone and setting up for next step. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then we see uh, someone, King, break Steve Trevor out of prison to start pulling together a team to combat Leviathan. Yes. And it's it's probably the most I've liked Steve Trevor in just about anything I've read. Yeah, like, it's a good week for comics fuckboys. All three of it the is. ones who I normally roll my eyes at <laughs> had really solid issues this week. Uh, and it really helps that Wonder Woman's name is never in Steve Trevor's mouth. <laughs> I think you're right. It, that helps him a lot. That makes him a much like, better character. Steve and uh, Oliver Queen and Steve <laughs> and Talia Al Ghul are oh, great. Oh, Talia is great in this. Oh my god, she is like, wonderful. Talia and Damien both like Bendis needs to write more psychopaths. Oh my gosh, yeah. So this group that ends up getting pulled together is Damien, Talia Al Ghul, um, uh, Steve Trevor. Um, let's see who else. Uh, Lois Lane. Lois Lane, which is the, the kind of the one that's like what yeah. Oliver Queen. Oliver Queen King. King, uh, and I can't remember her name, but the Manhunter. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. The, the Manhunter that... who was in Event Leviathan. Correct. Yes. Uh, kind of that was part of that team as well. Yeah. Uh, is that it? I feel like there was one more. I thought there were eight. Maybe so. Um, but it, it, I love how like literally like almost half the team, when they find out Talia's there, they're like, uh, nope, I'm walking out. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to be on the team with her. And then, oh. you know, they, they kind of get pulled back in. Uh, oh, Bones. Oh, Mr. Bones. Yes. Of course. How can we forget Mr. Bones? Yeah. So oh uh, <laughs> I loved when they met with him. They're like, we should wake him up. I'm awake. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It was kind of hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> like I said, Bindus and psychopaths. Yep. Um, And King is pulling together a team. And I love that two of the characters in this team are King and Queen, because what is this team? Checkmate. Yes, <laughs> the new Checkmate. I have absolutely no history with Checkmate, and I am so here for this. I love this team. Like, the the, the characters who have been chosen oh, here. and the question. Oh, yeah? We did forget about question, yes. Yeah. Also, just good, good Alex Believe art. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. There will... There will never be enough Alex Malieve art in the world. Yeah, I love how he draws. I, I love his uh, how he draws in his face for Talia. Yeah. Yes. And like his color work, he picks uh -huh. like really limited palettes, but switches palettes from scene to scene, so everything always feels like it's like, in a different place and like it's fresh and it's, it's easy to follow. Yeah, it's super. I was gonna say it's super easy to tell when you're changing scenes yeah. because the color palette changes so completely. Like, yeah. There's so much going on here, but those choices make it super easy to follow. Yeah. I think the only other thing you really need to know from this is that um, Leviathan is now not just a person or an organization. <laughs> they it took is a note also... out, of the, out of the X-Men's playbook. It is now also a country. <laughs> they bought Markovia. <laughs> You want to know the scariest thing which, about this? Okay, wait. I gotta say one thing first. Okay. Which my favorite thing about that, my favorite thing about the fact that they bought Markovia and are now a country, is Talia's reaction when she was like, "Damn, that's brilliant! How come I never did that?" <laughs> yeah. You want to know the scariest thing about this, though? What's that? There are people who could do this. 
Like, if Jeff Bezos was like, oh, you yeah. know, I want my own economy and to not have to answer to anyone. Right. Like, I don't I don't want these uh, the, all these federal regulations bothering yeah. my company. Yeah. I'm going to buy this country and move here. Uh-huh. He could do it. Uh-huh. I, it, it, has, it has honestly surprised me that there are a couple of companies like Google or Apple yeah. that have not bought an island somewhere. I mean... And gone and... Yeah. Look, there is an entire economic theory conversation that argues... And I feel like this is a super Mark Russell thing, in fact. Yeah. That argues geopolitical borders are more or less irrelevant and corporate borders exist more now. Yeah. I mean... There's a reason why a large number of dystopian type future works describe mega corporations as essentially the governments, yeah. not yeah. Yes. Um I do have one question, and this is something I have not gotten a real answer to. I should probably just look it up, find out. Is what is the current canonical state of Geofort, like Brian whatever from Markovia? Um I feel like we have seen hints at basically... Okay, well, let me back up. The answer, I think, is we don't really know clearly. Okay. Um, I believe that in Brian Hill's Detective Comics run, and mm-hmm. then a little bit at the beginning of his Batman and the Outsiders, we got some hints at, like, there's a character in Geoforce whose name is G-Force, right? He can manipulate ground, maybe? Yeah, that's that would have to be Geoforce, Okay, right? but yeah. is... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Geoforce was a team. I don't know a lot Ge- about Ge- this Geoforce license. Geoforce is Tara's brother. <clears throat> okay. Tara, yeah. Mar- yeah, Markov's brother. Markov, I don't yeah. know a lot about, like, this slice of DC in the first place. But okay. I feel like we either saw or got some reference to him in that run. I, I do seem to recall, now that you mentioned that, like, there was, like, a press conference or something in one yeah. of the episodes, one of the issues, where it was, you know, Prince Brian of Markovia says something yeah. about... And, like, the big... So. The the big bad from the detective comics arc mm-hmm. was from Markovia and it was hinted we would get more of that. Okay. Then there was also a big delay for Batman and the Outsiders. So I don't know if that plan changed because Bendis decided he had plans for Markovia. Right. Or what. But I think we sort of got a tease and maybe that's all we've had. Um, and beyond that, I don't think anyone much has been reintroduced since New 52. Okay. Now, and I like because we don't know where where Terra stands either, right? Uh, I mean, we saw Terra some in Deathstroke, but you've read that, yeah. too. So, like, if you don't have it, I don't have it. Yeah, I mean, like, we don't. I don't really know what her tie, how strong her tie is to yeah. Markovia and that. I don't know. And the only other asterisk here is there was a bunch of Teen Titan stuff. Well, there just is a bunch of Teen Titans stuff from the last few years that I haven't read. And it's very plausible that some of the New 52 stuff brought in elements of that after okay. I kind of tapped out. But I don't... Gotcha. I don't. It never became a big thing line-wide. Gotcha. What, line-wide. There we go. Those are words. Okay. Yeah. Regardless, I'm glad to see it coming up here because this yeah. should, could be cool. Suicide Squad number three. Wow. Speaking of uh, changing uh, dynamic, changing status quos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Suicide Squad is a very different thing at this point. 
Yeah. Um, I like that we already have sort of the two different teams inside of the Suicide Squad. Yes. Starting to work together. Yep. And I like that it is kind of not only to their own ends, but really the the traditional Suicide Squad characters sort of backing the plays of the new guys. Yes. Like, I like that the new characters who just in general I think are cool have more information and are more aware and everyone else just kind of says, okay, well, the new guy's a dick. So yeah, we'll go with you. Yeah, pretty much. Except for Harley just has no clue what's going on. No, Harley's in the dark, but you know, I don't, I think that will be a problem in as much as Harley will be pissed that she's been kept in the dark. Yeah. But Harley would still make the same decision. The new guy's an asshole. Oh, absolutely. Well, and it turns out that he's not who he's presenting himself to be anyway. Right. And so, yeah. there's always a bigger fish. <sighs> yes. So who do we think that bigger fish is? Do you have any thoughts? I mean, it could be Leviathan. That's, yeah, that was my immediate thought. Um, the other thought I had was Lex Luthor. Uh, could be. Uh, is this our return of Maxwell Lord? Now that would be cool if Maxwell Lord kind of came in and usurped the Suicide Squad. I like that idea a lot, actually. Right? That could be, uh, that could be kind of a cool flip. Yeah. Flip Wilson. It could be Flip uh, Wilson. Could be Flip Wilson. There you go. Um, but yeah, I do like this. Um, I, I, yeah, I like, I like these new characters too. Like just their power sets and how they work together and... King Shark gets what he fucking deserves. Oh my god, yeah he does. With my apologies um, to Gail Simone, uh, this settles the King Shark versus Jeff the Land Shark debate. <laughs> oh no. Yes. Yeah. This is... This is not my favorite King Shark version, which is the one that's in the Harley Quinn animated series right now, because <laughs> that King Shark is the best. Uh. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like everything about this book and where it's headed and how new and different it feels from from Suicide Squad without it not being Suicide Squad, yeah. if that makes sense. Right. Uh, also, the art in this book is... Oh just amazing yes absolutely like both the art and so it's bruno redondo on art and adriano lucas on colors and just both of those things are so well executed agreed love this book jen mm -hmm. speaking of that good good art kill lock number three fuckers read this fucking book <laughs> my god i have made a note to do it i will finally remember to do it i promise Ugh. How did so, you make a note, Alex? You're out of you're out of sticky notes. <laughs> Technology, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Welcome to the digital age. Um, this book is so beautiful, I can't even. But in this issue, the group the group of robots that are kill locked together are seeking out the cure for the kill lock. So they go to the person who created it, and she's like, Look, you don't actually want that. Trust me. <laughs> you just need to this you need to understand that this isn't exactly a punishment it's us teaching you how to live together and care about other fucking people but of course you know they they don't want to because there's a murderer among them <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that would <laughs> to be fair. There you go. Uh, to be fair. That would be a good reason to not want to stick with that paradigm of learning. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like yeah. they're gonna end up getting killed because this fucker is going to get them killed or kill them all. Yeah. One of the two. So you have the worker robot show up and try and talk to the the creator of the kill lock, and you know she says no, just learn to live with each other. And then the architect goes in and he's like, 
look, I am a monster. So you are going to tell me or I am going to get it out of you one way or the other. <laughs> and she's like, that's cute. <laughs> you know what? You do deserve to be cured and gives him the coordinate. But she doesn't know that they have basically a child with them. So at the end, when she sees them all getting back onto the ship, she's like, oh, fuck, I done fucked this up. <laughs> It's so good and so snarky and so wonderful and just, just beautiful. Gosh. Everyone should be reading this book. Gosh, Jen, this doesn't sound like a book we would like at all. Oh. Uh-uh, no, yeah, no, this isn't, it, it isn't for you, nope. <laughs> it's for everyone. One comic to rule them all. One mm-hmm. comic to find them. Brian. Yes. Hidden Society number one. Oh, uh, yeah, this is a, let me pull it up real quick. This is a new book from Dark Horse. Um, it is by uh, Raphael Scavone and Raphael Albuquerque. Ooh. Yeah, I meant to grab the, this. This art is gorgeous. We'll start with that. Um, just, just beautiful. The colors are, are, like, even in the dark scenes, they're bright colors, which, yeah, I don't know how to explain <laughs> that, but it's, like, it's just beautiful. Um, uh, this is, there's a wizard who is going around to basically putting together a team. Um, but it is a super weird team. (laughs) Um, (laughs) the, the, the first person that he, that, that we, well, I guess the first person that we meet is someone named Mercy and she has a book with, with names in it where she's essentially going around and collecting the souls of these people who are in this book. And she is a badass, clearly. Um, then we switch over to this uh, person who is out walking her dog, and we, you know, from, kind of from the details, we find out she is blind. So this is a service dog for her. And she's out for a walk, and she is accosted by uh, some people who think that her amulet is probably valuable. So they're going to take it from her. And it turns out that the amulet is probably valuable because it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> And she's out doing that because she's trying to get people to come and, and attack her. Because um, when she uses the amulet, it summons a little flying goat demon Aww. who smokes cigars. <laughs> yes. And is, you know, the gruff, uh, the, the billy goat gruff, shall I say, yeah. of demons. Mm. Um, and he comes around and, like, knocks them all out and, like, you know, beats them up, essentially. <laughs> Uh, and then um, his name is Orcus, and the wizard shows up and recruits the two of them. And then we switch to what is, I, I don't know why, but it is, to me, it's the oddest of these characters. It is a, like, preteen uh, Zatara, but he's doing, like, magic, like, David Copperfield type magic. <laughs> like, he's going to make a bridge disappear. But he's like the superstar, and but he's like, you know, 11 years old or something. Um, Chris Angel, baby mind freak. And so he um, he's trying to make the bridge disappear, and the mirror that, you know, he's asked them to check on like eight times, right? They're like, oh, no, it's good, it's good, it's good. And, of course, when so when he does the magic trick and they push the button, nothing happens. So he starts sweating and panicking and then actually does real magic and makes <laughs> the bridge disappear. But he has no idea how he did it. <laughs> um, Oops. Yeah. 
So turns out at the end, you know, the 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 wizard summons him, and he is the he is the grandson of a wizard, a very very powerful magic user who worked with this wizard before, and so the magic is in his is actually in his blood. But he didn't know magic was real until right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last person of this one shows up, which is Mercy, who we met at the beginning, because the next name on her list is the name of the wizard who has been putting all these people together. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And he's like, we're waiting for one more. And she comes in, and it's like, oh, hey. And that's the end of the first issue. Cool. Yeah, so this is like a super cool putting together the team book so far. Awesome. And this is going to be a four-issue series, so should be nice and tight. How about tomorrow? Oh, this is another one. This is the other one that had the uh, virus that was a little too um, a little too real sometimes for me. <laughs> um, this is uh, this is a story about a computer virus that mutates and jumps species to humans. Hmm. And I mean, I don't know how much anybody knows about viruses, but like there are, there's a lot of viruses and usually viruses are limited to certain species. Yeah. Right. Um, but occasionally they will mutate and, and then be able to jump to a new species that usually is not from, from technical to organic, however, <laughs> unless you're an X-Man, unless you're an X-Man and Warlock is around. Correct. Um, or, you know, deceased or right. deceased. Correct. There you go. The anti-life equation. Um, but essentially, that is that's what's going on here, and um, fairly typical. You know, we get an introduction to the um, the the characters who are going to be part of this, and the main two, without question, are this musical prodigy who is essentially going for his audition to uh, to be accepted into this super exclusive uh, art school college. Uh, I mean, it reads very much like you know Juilliard. Yeah. Right. Um. And he's going to play this cello piece. He is very clearly, um, I believe, I'm trying to remember the exact words. that He is atypical. His brain is works atypically. Neuroatypical. Um, I, right. I read very much as high-functioning autism or Asperger's. Sure. Right? Um, and, he, like, the only person that he can truly relate to is his twin sister um who doesn't go with him to the audition. She acts like she's sick and doesn't go. Um so his mom takes him to the audition and then we kind of skip around to all these different scenes where this uh virus is killing people apparently it works in like 20 to 30 minutes so it's super fast acting um and, but it's only adults that it's killing hmm. and not necessarily all adults um so you know that's going on and then we come back to this while he's playing uh his audition he's like you know lost in the music and he comes he finishes and looks up and like all the people that are interviewing him are dead and he walks out and his mom's dead oh no yeah it's like oh that's not good he walks outside and like there's just like cars flipped upside down and on fire and ambulances and like it's it's literally you know armageddon in the modern world and he calls his sister and is and you know they talk, and so the rest of this, a lot of this is going to be about the journey for the two of them to reunite. Cool. Yeah, I liked it. Awesome. 2020 Forceworks number one. Jen, you read this, right? I did. What'd you think? I really, really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed Rhodey in this. Yeah. Yeah, this a was lot. good, Rhodey. Also, U.S. Agent, weirdly enough, as much oh as a God. piece of shit as he is. <laughs> How did he become such a good <laughs> Don't character? Don't call me this? sweetheart, asshole. <laughs> 
Like, I mean, he's still an asshole, but he's a much more lovable asshole in this one, right? I cannot wait I mean, for Mockingbird still don't to call me sweetheart asshole. <laughs> I cannot wait for Mockingbird to kick his ass. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. It's gonna be the best, most cathartic thing in the world. Bobby is great. She was she was the character I was most happy to see in this film. Same. Yeah. 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 Yep. So it's a team. It's pulling a team together. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot Go of team figure. building books this week, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's... Oh, fuck. Who did this? Did Maria Hill do this? Maria Hill puts yes. together a team for Forceworks, which does yeah. not have the resources of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, it's Rhodey... But they, but they have a private fucking plane that they can take. Yes. Which is maybe not which, all it's cracked up to be. Daisy which, Johnson which was, was very disappointed. Right, yeah. Uh, Rhodey, Daisy Johnson, U.S. Agent, uh, Mockingbird... Is there one more? No, I think it was just them. I think, I think, it, I think, I think it's it. just those, yeah. yeah. Uh, the three are sent on a mission to retrieve Mockingbird, who is under deep cover. And her mission is not over yet, so they get pulled into that. Yeah. And who is it that they find out they're fighting? An army of Deathlocks. Yes. Yeah. And did like you the, read the issue? Did for you the read next... like the preview? Yeah, the stuff for the next one. Yeah, the cover for the next issue. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Basically, shows all of them as Deathlock versions. Like, yeah, oops. which could just be cover hijinks. Oh, sure, sure, sure. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. No, no. Because in the in the preview text, it was like, "Can they fight the programming of blah 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 blah?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that'll be fun." Yeah, I can't like, wait. Uh, like, uh, uh, you know what? I I am very pleasantly surprised at just how much I have liked all of this force works, this 2020 stuff. Yeah, like yeah, I was surprised when they announced as much content for iron man 2020 tie-ins as they did yeah because mm -hmm. it felt like it would be difficult to sustain an entire event just around iron man mm -hmm. but yeah so far they're pulling it off and i think the reason it's working is they really have kind of segmented out what each of these books is covering yeah right and so it's working. Um, and it's not that I thought, you know, the, the 2020 stuff was going to be bad no. by any stretch. I just wasn't expecting it to be as good as it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Certainly once they announced creative teams for everything, that... Yes. That gave me a lot of faith in it. But just mm -hmm. sight unseen titles, it, it felt like a lot. Yeah. And most of these, you know, the the Machine Man, the Force Works, the... Um, the uh, rescue are like two to three books yeah which yeah, i also like super short yeah super short miniseries yeah i like it very good can't wait good good bobby morse so <laughs> good i need more of her where is the yeah. kelly thompson mockingbird book please 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 can has uh, Ooh, maybe nadia comes in to save him Ooh, yeah ooh. and 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 girl that would be awesome. Maybe girl can deprogram them. <laughs> if anyone can, they can. <laughs> Avengers number thirty-one. Speaking of Iron Man, <laughs> and... Caveman Iron or Ice Man? <laughs> yeah, the Ice Age Man. The Ice Age Man. Oh my God! Like, come on now. <laughs> I know Tony's like super smart and like probably the best engineer in the world, right? Yeah. If not the smartest person in the world, probably the best engineer in the Marvel universe. Um, but come on. 
Ice is not a technology. <laughs> but the refrigeration system that maintains it is. Uh, it, 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 was, it was still good, though, because it was quite humorous. So there's <laughs> one main reason I want to talk about this, other than just it's a really fun issue. Yeah, it is. Uh, this introduces the idea that, and I'm not 100% sure whether it wants to be literal or is just being metaphorical. Mephisto is Tony Stark's father? Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, Howard Stark liked to throw billionaire Satan worship parties, or in this case, Mephisto worship parties, um, with ritual bullshit and all that, masks and robes. Ritual, and... ritual bacchanalia, yes. yes. So just a real uh, mid-century Aleister Crowley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mephisto appears for Tony a million years ago and says, yeah, uh, so you didn't get here all on your own. Your father made a deal with me and the price was your life. So I need you just to accept this deal to give me your life and I will make a new timeline and you will be the Avenger. It will be all you and uh yeah we'll be square basically we'll rule the world together yeah through this new join time. me son yes exactly <laughs> um it is very darth vader <laughs> and uh tony basically says fuck off and yep. gets back to the present and goes to visit mephisto in hotel inferno but this is he gets back to the this is after he has a battle with great babe yes he does <laughs> he does fight great babe what? Um, there is, there is a giant ape, a giant gorilla who has the, the power stone, infinity stone. The big purple crystal arm. Right. Yeah. Mm. And comes to attack Tony and yeah, Tony says something about, uh, yeah, after getting away from Grape Ape. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like the other thing this book does, of course, is give us even more like just drop by drop pieces of the world of the Avengers of 1 million BC. Mm-hmm. And the more I get of it, the more I want it. And I. Right intellectually don't want them to give me any more than just these drips and drops because I know it is so good because of how little we actually get. Um, Because it lets us do the work of kind of filling in those gaps. So good. Do not disagree. Star number two, Jin. Yeah. Tell Um, me about it. So Wanda has hijacked Star and is trying to show her why her not understanding how her fucking powers work is fucking with the world. (laughs) Specifically, Wanda's world. Don't fuck with Wanda's world. I don't know if you know this, but like, Wanda is uh, insanely powerful. I have heard. I wouldn't fuck with her. No. And she'll tell you not to fuck with her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She'll make it very clear that you should not fuck with her. Mm -hmm. It's great because the whole time they're like fighting these weird shadow monster crawly thingies in a cave and, and stars like, why don't we just, you know, in them permanently. And Wanda's like, no, we're in their home. They're just fighting because we're invading their home. They're trying to protect the thing that they love too. I don't know. It was just, it was a great lesson book. Liked it. Don't fuck with Wanda. Don't kill things just because you can. You know what else I really liked about this? What? The artwork. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it was Javier Pina and Felipe Andrade, and it's real, real good. Mm-hmm. It was also good timing for a really solid Wanda issue, mm-hmm. um, because we get some talk of Wanda in X-Men this week, and... Ooh. 
maybe what her role is in the uh 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 rhetoric of Krakoa. Yeah. Um I like at, clearly I think this is uh, they wouldn't have included this if it wasn't going to be something that happens in this series, right? Yeah. But like at the bottom of the recap slash intro page, the title page essentially, right? We get a box that has the infinity stones. Yeah. And where each of them are, yeah. and we mm-hmm. only know where two of them are currently. That is true. So, this, yeah. so there's two things that make me think this is going to be a thing in this book. One is the fact that they have that box clearly, and two is the last page. Yep, two is the last page, and who turns up on these la- on the last page? The Black Order. Yeah, Texas T. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> nope, that's no, that's the other thing. Yep, conflation, Alex. Don't don't. <laughs> I did really love like. So, what is her name? Star's name. What is her name? Uh, uh, Riley Ripley. Ripley Riley. Ripley, Ripley Riley. Yeah. It's Ripley something. Yeah. Yeah. So I did love like she's an asshole. Ryan Ripley Ryan. Yes, that's it. She she's an asshole. Oh oh yeah, she's awful. She's not a she's not a good person. Nope. But you kind of see the the reason why she doesn't want to fuck with all these superheroes and everything. Yeah. During that big battle when she's calling out for help and nobody even hears her. Yeah. Yeah. And she thinks that she's been helped and she looks around and there's just a fucking ricochet that saved her life. She's like, oh, wow, that's that's disenfranchising. So we had Grape Ape in Avengers and Ricochet Rabbit in Star. Mm, Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, she she is not a good person, but you understand why she was led to yeah. where she's at. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She's a sympathetic asshole. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, I, did, I, I, I very much am enjoying this series, yeah. Same. Yeah, hard same. All right, let's check in with our friends in Krakoa. We have five <laughs> X-Men books this week, so buckle did in. We really? Oh, my God. Yeah, X-Men, X-Force, New Mutants, Giant Size X-Men, Jean Grey and Emma Frost, and X-Men Fantastic Four number two. Oh, right, yeah. So, and I think that's the order they go in. So we're going to start with X-Men, which is, uh, speaking of creepy rituals... <laughs> Yeah. Um there is Krakoa now has one, yeah. There may be no dogs on Krakoa, but there is ritual sacrifice. Rituals well, I guess technically part I was gonna say ritual self sacrifice, but part of it is actually that it can't be self sacrifice, yeah. right? Oh. So this is also the issue that gets into Scarlet Witch's role in the lore and rhetoric of Krakoa. Yeah. Um uh, in which she is basically uh discussed as a devil figure who depowered a million mutants and forced them into this position of taking away all of their gifts and making them less and breaking them and damaging them, which in turn fuels the rhetoric for what they call the crucible, which is a trial by combat, quote unquote, between depowered mutants and apocalypse. Um... Because the question arose of, well, all of the mutants who were depowered, if the five bring them back, they would have their powers again. But the five don't have the time or resources to just bring back a million mutants overnight. Right. Like, if all of these mutants just killed themselves right now, then, you know, they would be far, far overwhelmed trying to bring people back. 
So the compromise is, okay, anyone who qualifies for this can face down Apocalypse in the arena and just get the shit beat out of them over and over. And as long as they never stand down, he will kill them and we will bring them back. And we see, oh, what's her name? Arrow, A-E-R-O. Not Mm -hmm. that Arrow, though. Uh, what is her name, uh, Brian? Uh, it is, um, it's, it's one of, it's one of Sam's sisters. Yeah, um, Guthrie. Yeah. One of, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, w- it is. One of the Guthries who had been... Uh, Melody Guthrie. Melody had yeah. been the parent. We see her go through this, and we see it, we see, like, the start of the day, and everyone be like, you don't have to do this thing. You don't have to do it. Um, and we kind of get bits and pieces of what's going on throughout the issue. It's framed with Scott and Kurt talking about the ethical and political and social ramifications of this piece of their society. None of the, like, OG X-Men are comfortable with. Wolverine doesn't like it, but he's not going to fight it because, hey, this is not a democracy. Right. Um, But Scott and Kurt kind of just can't abide it. And it's a really, really fantastic issue. Well, it's not like they they don't know if they can abide it, right? Like they're wrestling with it. Kurt. Kurt, I think, truly can't. I don't think either of them really can. I think both of them... They both obviously have issues with it. Is, yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. either of them is saying they will stop it right now. Right. And I don't think either of them is saying definitively it's a bad thing. I think Kurt, because Kurt's whole thing is I have questions and the questions lead to more questions. Kurt is clearly uncomfortable with it. Which leads him to his yes realization um which is going to be massively huge by the way kurt decides that there is something krakoa needs that he is maybe uniquely qualified or at least needs to be the one to do it's something he needs to do and that is introduce religion he needs to start a mutant religion um which again against that (laughs) idea of like scarlet witch as devil figure is kind of terrifying but also, it's Kurt. He's going to have the best intentions, and just like religion in the real world, that's going to get him in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Can I also say that Wolverine and Scott now, like, the two of them together, I, I don't... Wh- why do I like them so much? It's so weird, but also, like... No. It. it uh, here's what I think it is. That part of us that's always been like, you are two grown-ass men fucking stop acting like children and deal with it. That's what they're and doing. And now they are? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, okay, problem solved. They've done it. They just got over it. They have accepted that they're Eskimo brothers and it's fine. We're going to the beach. The, we're going to Chandelar. The scenery is yeah. great. Genie in a bikini. Yep. Okay, yeah, I'll come along. Oh, no. No, you you got it. You if you're gonna bring that up, you have to say the whole thing where he says something about the scenery there is something else, and he goes, "Yep." And Scott goes, or uh, Logan goes, "Genie in a bikini." And Scott's response is, "Scott in a speedo." And, <laughs> and Logan goes, yeah, "Yeah, well, who can say no to that?" <laughs> okay, true. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's yeah. even better. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I forgot. Oh that my part. god. Yeah. <laughs> No, I need, I need this, like, I, I need this. No, hold on, I need this. I need every part of this. God damn it. Well, there's See also, what I mean? There's also a line in, uh, I think it was X-Men Fantastic Four, where Emma's like, hey, Scott, have you thought about being on the Quiet Council? He's like, nah, I live to serve. And she just yeah. gives this look. Yeah. It was so sexual <laughs> yeah there's another scene it's in the it's in the uh gene gene gray emma frost right yeah uh the giant size where 
Scott walks up with uh, holding Jean's hand, right? Like they kind of walk in together. Yeah. But then she goes over and like kisses Logan. Yeah. Right. It's like okay, and like everybody's just fine with this. This is perfect. It's like okay. It's so they've clearly found their place. Normalized. I love it. <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, so that's X Men. I loved this issue so much. Me too. Um. Even if it is like, it's a really uncomfortable issue too. It kind of like, is. There's yeah, a really like... great panel that is in the foreground, Apocalypse and Melody fighting, and in the background, just like Charles and Scott and Apo- uh, uh, Magneto, Magneto and yeah. uh, Kurt just sitting in an audience watching a sacrifice. Like it's this may be yeah. the best issue of this ongoing yet. And here's the thing: I, I, I don't want to because the other thing about this, it's not just Crucible that has Kurt questioning and kind of leading him yeah. in this direction of thought. Like, th- there's this one place that's on the island, right? That's yeah. this building that they know is hollow inside, but like no one can get inside. Like Wolverine has tried to cut its cut his way in, and like nobody can get inside it. And Kurt's like, "Yeah, I've been in there." Yeah. Also, the interior looks like a cathedral in that shot. This is so going to be his church. Yeah. Well, so, that's just it. He says, I've gone in there. And it was clearly, like, he he even says it when he gets there. Like, this, uh, there's no question, this was made for me. It it is what my heaven would be, essentially. My paradise, He's been there. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And he's like, but, like, in a way, it's almost too perfect. Yeah. Like, if I have this, what is it that I'm striving for? And, you know, if I have perfection and, and what I've always desired, then what am I doing? Well, and also, if we are functionally immortal, right. is our goal as living creatures no longer to live a good life in order to go to heaven, but instead to stay alive to make Earth more heaven-like like there's some like, theological kurt is asking yeah. some big questions <laughs> yeah yeah all right x-force number eight guess what this one's got domino it does have domino. colossus yeah and brian's quote of the week brian's quote of the week 200 <laughs> wait hang on you usually slip in a couple 300 <laughs> oh, oh wow not that many okay um, there is the text page on this one is um the is is called the quiet council agenda social venue and it's that the quiet council has essentially come up with the idea that they need a large social space for people to gather and you know just interact with each other etc cetera, etc cetera. there's an implication and, that there are side rooms though for them to make more mutants Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like there's literally an asterisk and the asterisk at the bottom says bylaw, make more mutants. Yes. Like (laughs) Krakoan bathhouses is really what we're talking about here. My God. And so they solicit ideas from a few people and we get a couple of those. The specific one I want to point out though is Forge's idea. It says, Forge put forward a 500 page architectural draft for a juice bar and gym that he suggests we call hot squats. He used his biotech to develop exercise equipment, including big balls filled with salt water that will, in his words, get you ripped to shit. (laughs) (laughs) And his quote is, you want the world to follow us? Give them a hot ass to chase. (laughs) I'm in the market for a new trainer, uh, and I don't want him. No. No. (laughs) Uh, I'm like Alex. Forge cast as this 
super bro dude is just hilarious to me. Ah. We should talk about the rest of this. We should talk about the rest of this issue, which that page has nothing to do with. Nothing to do with, but it's so funny. Um, So Domino is continuing to track down this anti-Domino who we saw at the end of last issue. Another one of these engineered humans who instead of just being filled with weapons and skin grafts, we learn has had actually Domino's DNA grafted into her. Um, and she intercepts anti-Domino while anti-Domino is trying to kill this pro-mute uh, leader. Sen- yeah. Senator, maybe? Uh, I feel like it was like British Parliament or something. Oh, yeah. Like maybe yeah. It was some international. Yeah. 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 Um, Minister. Yeah. Something, but yeah. Um, this is book number three where Obnoxious Comics Fuckboy is actually pretty likable. Colossus. Colossus. <laughs> Two was Scott Summer. Um, I really like Colossus and Domino together in this. Specifically where they're both at right now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it... It really fits. They have both gone through very specific, very personal traumas, and they are reacting so completely differently. Like, Colossus is trying to convince Domino, we could just be killed and be brought back to life and not have to remember this. And Domino says, I don't want that. I don't want to forget. Right. Uh, and it's it's not like he's trying to convince her to do this. He's saying, you know, it, it, it's, you like, it's like, you're right, it's like, it's an option and he's contemplating it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But they still have each other's back so much in this and that's what makes it work yeah like he has not yeah, like left he... the island until she asks him hey i need you for backup and then he's like he i don't i don't want to do this but if you ask me to i will right uh and then they fight a train full of anti-dominoes and jen and fuck it up jen do you know what you do when you're up against a line of anti-dominoes knock one over and they all yep. fall give them a push um no wouldn't they all just stand back up if they're anti-dominoes it depends no, on how much wobbles. chumba wumba uh, yeah. no those are those are weeble Fair. wobbles you just give them a good tub <laughs> thump just and they yeah. just, just shaking her head <laughs> <laughs> um but there is a casualty to all of this yes uh domino is killed essentially yeah. mortally injured oh, you're gonna say she loses another arm but she makes scott make her a promise oh you mean is, you mean colossus uh, scott oh yeah i'm sorry uh peter she makes peter make her a promise which is when they bring her back they will not do it she wants to remember all of the pain and everything that's happened yeah yeah I love Domino so much. So, so right. much. Yeah. New Mutants number eight. Speaking of working through trauma, boom, boom. <laughs> yes. So this was a new piece of Marvel history for me. Apparently there is a secret enclave of descendants of ancient Romans in the middle of the rainforest. Yeah, this is where... Um, uh, Nova Roma? Nova Roma comes from, yes. Yep. Uh, and specifically where... Um, uh, Amara? Uh, Amara comes from, yes. Yeah. So Amara takes Boom Boom and Armor to visit Nova Roma because they have had a mutant show up injured after being attacked by these wild monsters that have been blocking all the Krakoan gates. And the three of them go to deal with the monsters, basically as therapy for Boom Boom and Armor, who like really have not recovered yet from how badly things went in Nebraska. A state so bad that it produced Cyclops and Havoc. And and here's the, all you have to picture is Boom Boom going through the jungle, having to walk through the jungle. <laughs> Boom Boom 
does not want the rainforest to continue to exist because all of the mosquitoes. Yep. I, I did like, I'd better not have malaria. I'm sure we have a medicine for that. Yes, armor's great. Armor's just so nonplussed by Boom Boom's theatrics. I need armor in one of the movies. Like, can we get armor in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as soon as possible? I'd be down with that. I'd be good with the next wave that has armor show up in it. <laughs> uh anything else on new mutants um trying to think uh we get a thing where sebastian shaw uh deals with kind of the fallout of what happened in nebraska oh yeah x-men narcos yes exactly yes um and you learn that yeah basically don't fuck with mutants right yeah (laughs) yeah the most likable sebastian shaw has ever been ever period the end and then at the the very end we we see this these creatures right who they have killed some of yeah we see more of them and not just them because clearly these guys that they killed they look a whole lot like werewolves right taking your word for it okay yeah and I don't know who this person is. I know who she kind of looks like. Who does she look like? She looks a lot like Megan, but I don't think it's Megan. Megan. Uh, um, Brian Braddock, wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember her code name or whatever. We're in a lot of but my knowledge Excalibur. gaps this week. This is actually uh, yeah. fun. Um, um, yeah, like Excalibur. Yeah. God, why can't I think of her name? But yeah, that she looks a lot like that. That's not who it is, but. Clearly, this person is going to come back and and show up as yeah. a force of some sort. Well, they killed her pets. Yeah. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. she's going to John Wick them, is what she's going to do. <laughs> oh wow! All right. Giant size X Men, Jean Grey and Emma Frost. The least wordy book of the week. Oh, but such beautiful art. Gorgeous. Yes. Like this is, uh, you know what? I will probably hold this up as one of the best examples of how just your artwork can tell a story. Yeah. Because they're like the whole middle three-fourths of this book, there are no words at yeah. all. So Storm... Other, other than the ones they make out of smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Storm has crashed onto Krakoa, injured, unconscious, and Jean and Emma go into her mind basically to find out what's up. And the vast majority of this issue is the two of them in, in Storm's mind, the sort of dealing with defenses and dealing with getting to her and finding out what's going on and yeah like brian said it's it's really great visual storytelling like there's one thing where these two giant like like lion type creatures show up and they come and they look at gene and gene like forms this image of her and Aurora, and she's, like, hugging her, you know, like, they're best friends, right? Yeah. And the, the line's like, ah, oh, all right, cool, and smiles at her, right? Yeah. And then and then the other one looks at uh, Emma, and Emma's like, well, and she shows the image of what's real, like, you know, them fighting, yeah. because, you know, most of the time they have been at odds, and then gets attacked. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> she gets attacked. the it's body like, language, <laughs> the body yeah. language of her sort of shrugging as she presents this is... Yep, she's like, well, this is how it is. Oh. <laughs> Best I can it's, do. It's so good. Yeah, exactly. So good. It's a nice callback to the nothing will make me feel better than finally getting to hit you. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, and what do we learn, Brian? We learn at the end that Rogue has been in, or not Rogue, that Storm has been infected with a techno organic virus, and has what two days to live? Two weeks to live? Thirty days. Thirty days to live. Yeah. That's it. Thirty days. 
I knew it was a time frame. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Well, it's like they've got 30 days to stop this virus, period. Right, yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. X-Men Fantastic Four number two, Jen. Mm-hmm. So we we basically wake up with Kitty on wherever the hell Doctor Doom's Island is. Uh, and he's just kind of creepy. Like, he's he's pretty fucking creepy. Yeah. Gonna be honest. So you know he's up to no good because he's being a creeper. And he's Doctor Doom. Well, sometimes he's up to some good. Sure. And he's usually not being a total creeper when he's up to some good. Or when Valeria's around. Or when... Or, but he's still being a creeper with Valeria around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he has a plan to fix Franklin, but he needs the X-Men to leave him the fuck alone in order to do so. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. This also had some really good Scott Summers in it. It did. The the moment when he's like, oh, you don't know, we've done fucked up. The Fantastic Four are coming after us. <laughs> he's like, you, if you haven't been against Reed before, uh, he he's you're you're in for a treat. It's going to be great. Yeah. D- just wait. And also with both Reed and Sue Storm, who can be anywhere without us knowing. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> and then they just show yeah. up. Was apocalypse hits the 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 fire suppression system or whatever, and just oh hey, there's the impression of Ben Grimm right behind him. Yeah, yeah. It was like Magneto was like destroying things, and like there's everyone. Oh yeah. no, <laughs> Magneto. That's right. It was Magneto. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is so this is a fun book, and also I love I love the thing telling Reed just how wrong he is. Yes, I've said it yeah. many many times, but no one writes a better Ben Grimm than Chip Starsky. Yeah. Yep, from the it's Marvel two in one stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. It's very very true. Just that moment when Ben's like, "Yeah, you have fucked up, and now we're gonna go get your kids back." Yeah. Ooh. Ouch. What did you guys think? I really dug it. Yeah. No, I, I have not read it yet. That's one of the two books I did not make it. Oh to. no, Brian. Only oh, two no. books. Only two books. But that was that was one of them. <laughs> of all the X books, I I chose to read this one. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't not. It's so good. It really is. And uh, hey, Doom is up to some shenanigans that we do learn about at the end. Yeah, he's definitely up something. He's and got it's, uh... Doom Sentinels. Yeah. Yeah, that's no good. No. no. Like, you want the X-Men to leave you alone. Motherfucker, that's not how you do it. <laughs> it's literally the worst thing you could do if you want them to leave you alone. Right. Which makes Doom me think Doom... he, he doesn't want them to leave him alone. Yeah. No. Doom may be the greatest example ever of like villains who are who truly believe they're the hero of their own story. Yeah, he he is Zeus. Zeus, don't do the thing. I'm gonna do the thing. (laughs) Doom, don't do the thing. Oh, I already did the thing. Oh no. It don't remi- tell me what I can and can't do. I'm Doom. <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of there's this great there's this great line in Hell Arisen this week where the Joker is talking to Lex Luthor and he's like, "Look, do you understand why you always fuck up? You are the smartest person in the world and you know it, so you have to make the most complicated plans you can because it's fun and because you just cannot find a simple solution and you always fail because someone walks in with a simple solution." And like I kind of yeah. feel like that it's true of doom too like yeah there's an easy way you, and a hard way and you have to choose the hard way just to prove you can i think that they just love the theatrics of it yeah like they don't actually want to do the thing they want to be thwarted they just want to you know get halfway there yeah they just want to go look at these pretties that i made they want to hold all of the uh uh, uh fruit pies they don't actually want to eat them <laughs> it's true would those be hostess fruit pies? Those would be hostess Always. fruit pies. Thank you. I was like, little Debbie, no, that's wrong. <laughs> yes. Hostess fruit pies. There you go. 
Jink, what you got? I've run out of coffee. Oh. I guess water oh, it is. sadly water, yeah. We haven't talked about the fact that I had oral surgery earlier this week on this show. But I did, so no booze for me this morning. Also, because I've got to go to the theater after this. Yeah. Oh. Uh, also, because, you know, it's 9.30 or whatever in the morning. It's 11.20. It is yeah, now. It's, it was it's almost when noon. We okay, yeah, yeah. That yeah, has never stopped us before either, yeah. by the way. Shh, quiet. <laughs> Have, oh no, morning drinking? Having uh, to get in a car and drive is what stops us. Right. Yeah, fair enough. It's a damn good reason to not do it. All right. Is it still good? Angel and Spike, number nine, Jen. We get updated on the new status quo of the team, uh, and that is that Spike is now part of the team. And he gets listed in the title now. Yes. Folklords, number four, Jen. We finally get to see the library, and it is Buck Wild. Action Comics number ten twenty. Brian, uh, this is uh, this kind of jumps back in time. This is the showdown between um, the Justice League and the Legion of Doom that happened in the park. It's got all Young Justice in it, and I was gonna say, and it's got Young Justice, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, Batman Superman number seven. Brian, uh, this is the next part of the. Um, Rachel Ghoul, Zod, Superman, Batman, every man for himself kind of yeah. thing that's going on. So many tiny angry Kandorians. <laughs> yes, yes. Or or Army of Darkness mini me uh, mini me's that evil mini me's that attack you maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um also Nick Darrington is on art. Nick Darrington did the uh Bendis Batman book that wrapped up recently. I really like him on Batman. I need like an ongoing Batman run from him, I think. Good stuff. Batman Beyond number 41. Uh Blight's plan to put his consciousness in Terry McGinnis's body reaches its conclusion as the new Batwoman saves Terry's ass. Far Sector number 4. We learn that uh this Green Lantern has a different ring that has some unique properties that are maybe more beneficial and also uh big old strategic flaws such a good book last god number five brian uh we get more of the history of who each of our heroes are by seeing what happened the first time uh they discovered the black stair and we get a history of who the gods of this realm are and how this realm was formed year of the villain hell arisen number three joker and lex have a heart to heart and uh we meet punchline ice cream man number 18 this one's about alzheimer's it's very good and sad because it's ice cream man right Olympia, number four, also very good and sad. Uh, Olympia and the kid who found him go to meet Olympia's maker, and the kid and Olympia's creator have a disagreement about uh, whether or not life is worth living. Redneck, number 26, Jen. I can't do this without spoiling it. Hey, y'all, Grandpa's Dracula. What? Sorry. It was a big one. It was a big one for me. Damn. See, I thought all of them were Draculas. No, they're all vampires. That's not... Oh, my God. Please don't hurt me like this, Alex. Sex Criminals, number 27. Uh, John and Sue... No, please hurt me like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Brian didn't even read it, and he did a better job. Uh... <laughs> Brian and Susie draw on each other with markers, and Susie Brian has... Brian and Susie do it? Wait, nope. <laughs> oh, hey! <laughs> What's his name? When did you get in this book? I, I'm now, I am now way into this book. 
Uh, shoot, what's his name? John. John and Susie draw on each other with markers, and uh, Susie has a revelation. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 40, Brian. Um, we learn what our true podcast rival is. What? <laughs> Jonas starts a podcast with, no. with, with Spidey, yeah. Oh my god. My favorite thing about this issue, though, is the one panel that is just Mark Maron's face. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Those guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. Mark Marin, still my pick for a dead shot in a Marvel live action. <laughs> oh my god. Black Panther number 21. Things aren't going great in a big old space battle. Fantastic Four Grim Noir one shot. I said that thing earlier about Zdarsky writing the best Ben Grimm, but Jerry Duggan also writes a damn good Jerry ben Duggan Grimm. makes a damn good Ben Grimm. Yeah, he does. Um, this is a done in one Ben Grimm dealing with. Like, this neighbor who goes missing and his own anxieties, and it's so good. There's some good Alicia stuff in it, too. Yeah. Um, and it is written as a noir, so it's just, like, one long narrative in his voice. And if you like Ben Grimm, you have to read this issue. And there's there's a great couple of scenes of how Ben and Alicia's relationship works. Yes. And works well yeah. with the two of them together. Yeah. Like, there's even a moment in this that's like, why don't they just... And then they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, cool, perfect. Yes, I am here for it. Quantum and Woody, number two. Uh, Quantum and Woody fight Dr. Toilet at an ice skating competition and procure for themselves a new mentor. Finger guns, gin. We have talked about this one before, but we decided we were going to mention it again since it came out this week. Yes. Two lonely teens learn that they have similar superpowers and run amok with them. It's, this book is really, really it's good. It's so good. And I'm really looking forward to more of it. Yes. Yep. My summation, pew pew. <laughs> Vagrant Queen, a planet called Doom, number two. Uh, Elita does not love her captors who simultaneously insist, oh, you're a god, but also, no, like, come on, you have to do what we say. Fuck you. Um, while we check in on, oh, shoot, what's his name? Her Han Solo from the first book. Owen? Yes. Is that his name? We check in on him and where his ship is. Wasted Space, number 14. Uh, Billy maybe comes to recognize the value of space therapy, just not for himself. Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. There are so many new books next week. There's a lot. I had eight on my list, and then you guys took four of them off, so I only have four on my list now. But I was making this list, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, next week is going to hurt. Yeah. So, King of Nowhere, number one. This is the writer who does sex, not sex criminals, Ice Cream Man, uh, writing a five-issue miniseries thriller about a man who wakes up in a town full of people who are not quite right in one way or another and doesn't know how or why he's there and then starts to piece it together. Um, so yeah, it's the guy who does Ice Cream Man. That's really all I need to know. 2020 Rescue number one, Brian. His uh, name was Isaac, by the way, not Owen. Isaac, thank you. Derp, derp, derp. Derp, derp. Yeah, uh, so 2020, this is uh, Pepper Potts, 
in the rescue armor as part of the new 2020 and you know mentioned how 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 good this has all each of these have been so far so i'm looking forward to seeing what pepper does in the rescue armor nice yeah flash number 750 uh i've been digging williamson's run on flash especially lately i am ready for a lot of that to start to to, i'm ready for like big stuff to happen in that and that should issue now or that should happen in this issue but also we get like backups checking in on jay garrick in the 40s and things like that so i'm really excited to see sort of if this is starting to build out more continuity uh and different times and continuity seeing what we get from it so alex i'm very curious which cover are you getting um probably the francis manipul brian bucciolato one but there is also a nick darrington one that is i think the 60s one that is very good and a nicholas scott one yes the nicholas scott ones though are usually specific to one retailer in australia like she has done covers for all of these big milestone issues she did the batman and the the action and detective ones she did a night Nightwing one, a Wonder Woman one. Uh, the Nightwing one's great because the the like current Nightwing who's down center in the lineup because hers are all these different. It's like a lineup of all these different iterations of the character. the The current day one is turned in profile, so you do get Jim and Juan on the cover too. Nice. Um, but I'm pretty sure all of these are like exclusive to this one Australian comics retailer. Mm, okay, I don't know if that's the case for this one, oh. but we'll see. Okay, I think this one might be like one of the main. Okay variants well if it is cool i'm still probably going for the manipul yeah one. yeah yeah fair enough um brian mm-hmm. spider-man noir number one uh yeah this is gonna be a little five ish i think it's five issue series yep. of uh uh the spider-man from spider-verse uh, that is like the 30s black and white. Nick Cage Spider-Man. Uh, okay, yeah. From the movie, it's Nick Cage Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but we have seen some of his, a couple of his supporting characters before, specifically Black Cat there. Yeah. And, like, they are good also, so fleshing out this world of his, I think, is going to be super cool. Well, this was one of the ones on my list, too, and there was a recent issue of the Spider-Verse miniseries that's still ongoing uh, with him that I think this maybe spins out of. Jin. Yes. Billionaire's Island number one. I can't wait. So the world is ruined because nobody wants to pay attention to, uh, you know, global warming and stuff like now, that. Jin, we're talking about comics right now. This is not our current affairs podcast. Oh, right. Okay. So in Billionaire <laughs> Island, the world is ruined because nobody wants to. Oh, life imitates <laughs> art. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and, and it's basically you have to pay, you have to be a billionaire in order to be able to live on this island. Uh, I can't fucking wait. It's so snarky and awful and terrible and wonderful and amazing, and I love it. Mirka Andolfo's Mercy number one. It's Mirka Andolfo. The end. I'm buying it. I'm reading it. I will love it. Brian, mm-hmm. the other one from my list that is also on your list, Strange Academy number one. Yeah, this is the uh, Doctor Strange opening a school for gifted youngsters of the marvel universe in magic school for youngsters yeah so it's yeah it's the doctor strange uh xavier school for gifted magic youngsters uh who can't read good (laughs) very nice so so nice that was good alex also very off-brand for me but (laughs) very applauding for all the applauding from me um but uh, we're going to get some great teachers like, uh, you know, we get uh, 
brother voodoo when we get uh magic magic is a lecture magic is, yeah magic's gonna be there um i think scarlet witch stops in at yeah. some point and and zelma is like kind of like i don't know if she's like the administrator kind of this but she kind of seems to be running things yeah. a little bit and that's gonna be cool yeah yeah. There's a preview that they've put in, like, as a backup in a few Marvel books recently that was yep. very good. It was a nice teaser, yes. Speaking of books with Strange in the title, Jim. Yeah. Strange Adventures. Yeah, this is from some little-known comics boys. Yeah. Tom King, Doc Shaner, and Mitch Jarrods. <laughs> Who? So... <laughs> Uh, I, I'm really excited to get something that's not Batman from Tom King again. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Loved Batman. Need something new. But So this is following Adam Strange and all of the the, the possibly poor choices that he may have made. It's but, about like but, truth and lies and what we choose to believe. Right. Yes. Propaganda. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, the pitch, and I'll believe it when I see it, is that Shader is drawing the truth and Garrods is drawing the lies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. Sure. It's yeah. definitely going to be black and white like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like, uh, yeah, this is, this is essentially our next, you know, following, uh, uh, Vision and, um, Mr. Miracle. This is the next twelve issue type yeah. story by Mr. King, which is yeah, and that's I mean, where Tom King like really, really excels is those nice tight, yep, short stories. And there was a preview of this in the back of something this week. Ooh. Um, I don't need a preview. I'm reading it. I don't care. No, exactly. same. But uh, if you're wondering if it's going to take six issues to get to, uh, uh, let's say the adult content that we got in Mr. Miracle. It won't take that long. It's in the preview. Oh my. Yeah. Um, oh my. Just in case, if you are looking for the horniest way to spend your dollars. Oh. Well, that's Getting probably the Mirka and Dolfo book, honestly. Oh, okay. But this may be number two. Gotcha. Uh, Outer Darkness Chew number one. Two great flavors that will taste even better together, I'm sure. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 Oh, wait, is that oh, not the thing no. to say about the cannibalism book? Nope. <laughs> I, I cannot wait to see someone, like, take a bite of one of these space aliens that has died yeah, and been reincarnated say. and been regrown and just go, what the actual shit, man? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least he's eating aliens. I mean, there are humans in it, too. True. Fuck. No, you know, you you know what's gonna happen. They're gonna somebody's gonna somebody's gonna eat one of the aliens. And go, hmm, tastes like chicken. Yeah, no me gusta. <laughs> uh, there was a John Layman did tweet recently because after after this crossover, Chew is coming back. Uh, John Layman did tweet recently about the just strange timing of both times Chew has come out. It has been in development just ahead of, in this case. COVID-19, and in the last <laughs> case, I guess probably MERS, um, but different coronavirus outbreaks. That's terrifying. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, last one, Brian. Mm-hmm. Dryad number one. Uh, this is the new book. Uh, I talked about it in Solicitations by Curtis Weeb uh, from Rat Queens, uh, and it is a new fantasy realm that he is uh, creating and putting out a new book with that. So. Cool. And check it out. All right. And that is it for this week, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro, uh, something we have done now 200 times and will continue to do hopefully 200 more. 
Um, you can visit us on our website, support us on Patreon, or buy merch from us. Panelologypodcast.com is our website, patreon.com slash panelology is our Patreon page, and bit.ly slash panelology merch will take you to merch. Uh, if you want more of me, there's Minds at Yerk, a bi-weekly Animorphs reread podcast, and the Rob Thomas, no, not that one, Robcast, which is also bi-weekly and about the works of Rob Thomas. We're almost at the end of the first season of Veronica Mars, which I am watching for the first time. Jen. Um, I'm actually going to promote some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, just because I've been listening to a lot of things lately. Uh, I love that movie podcast. It is really fucking great, actually. Uh, one of my friends from the GSTU Media Guys uh, turned me on to it, and I haven't stopped listening to it since then. Um, but also, yeah, go check out some GSTU Media podcasts. Got a D&D podcast over there. Got some toy podcasts, uh, pop culture podcasts. It's just fun stuff. Cool. Check it out. Brian? Uh, you can catch me for the next 200 episodes here. Excellent. Nice, nice. And uh, hey, if you have been listening to us for 200 episodes or this is your first, thank you. Yes. Yeah. All of all of our all of our listeners, we very much appreciate all of both them. of you. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Which is all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're still trying to get that Justice League Watchtower for ourselves, though. So, uh, <laughs> like and share. Yeah. Rate and review. There you go. Pander, pander, pander. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Go read 7,000 comics. Mm-hmm.